Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ramble, the art amplified podcast full of real life stories. No fiction, no fantasy, a true retelling of impactful moments in people's lives. I'm Harry Glicklin. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Ramble, or if this is your first time, welcome. This episode is titled Epiphany, which I think is the the most SAT vocabulary word that we've titled an episode since since our launch with beginnings. So if you're wondering what an epiphany is, can I get a raise of hands? Who out there thinks they know what it means? If you don't know, an epiphany is an experience of sudden and striking realization or a comprehension or perception of reality by means of sudden intuitive realization in a scene or moment. For example, I mean, we've all had these moments, let's be real, when you're lying in bed, trying to fall asleep, but you just can't, you know? Your eyes are closed, but you're just not sleeping. And then all of a sudden, your eyes burst open, and you think to yourself, you know, if I put a piece of bread on the ground right now, and someone else on the other side of the world also put a piece of bread down, would that be an earth sandwich? The answer to that question is yes. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, so this episode is about epiphanies. I don't think either one of these are sandwich earth related, but they are pretty cool. And they're they're kind of realizations that people had or things people learned on the spot, spontaneous. And I'm really excited to hear these stories. So without further ado, say it with me now. Let's ramble. Before we get into the stories, we always like to have a little conversation time with our guests. Today we have two guests. Hey guys. Hi. Hi. This is Shay and Aaron, and they have some super cool stories. But first, I do want to ask them some questions. Okay, hold on. So, so in the middle of recording this, I'm sitting here with Abby, our digital manager. And I I was trying to remember what these questions were that we asked everyone. And I was sitting there and I was about to, I was about to text someone. I was like writing the text. And then I go, oh my gosh, I remember the questions. And Abby goes, Harry, you just had an epiphany. Episode can end right there. That's all we needed to hear. So the first question I want to ask you guys is what variables affect your reality? I'm Erin, and um, I think some variables that affect my reality are the fact that I'm young, I'm a female, and I don't know, like a lot of times, like, I think that's it. I guess because I'm a girl, a lot of times I can, like, be dramatic a lot, like that's just me. And then a lot of times when I would be serious about something, they wouldn't take me seriously. And that, I really hated that. And they would be like, oh my gosh, like, stop. Like, just, like, you're just being like a female. Like, you know, like, stop overreacting. But I'd be like, okay, well, that's not it. Hi, my name is Shay. And I just think that there's a lot of variables that can affect a person's reality and my reality specifically. I think that for me, things that I definitely use to look through the world, whatever my lens is formed by, 
um, are definitely my faith and my spirituality is something that I think about a lot when seeing the world uh, that forms my reality and what I think that means. I think that the people around me and how I value them, meaning like my friends and what being friends with someone means to me and how I become friends with someone and my family and what obligations and things I have to do with my family, that definitely really impacts reality for me because reality is really memory and my memory is formed by the people that I remember them with. So I think that people are very important in how I view the world and the reality that I experience. Yeah, well, that actually leads perfectly um, into the next question I have for everyone, which is, do you think that other people perceive reality or experience reality the same way you do? Okay, this is Shay again. Um, I think that everybody experiences reality very differently. I think that just from the way that we interpret a color and what that color means and what memories we have associated to a certain type of pencil or what feelings we get while eating a certain type of food, those are all things that contribute to our realities. And because we all come from unique backgrounds and unique childhoods and different educations, we all have different memories and perspectives shaped by those places that we come from that make the reality that we are experiencing in any given moment different. Because even if I look at the exact same picture that anybody else does, it will mean a different thing to me based off of my history, henceforth creating a different reality that I'm experiencing in any given moment. All right. First up, we have a story from Shay on a very cool place on Earth. I, th I said at the beginning, none of these stories were about bread or the Earth, but this one literally is about the Earth. Um, and here's Shay. Hi, my name is Shay, and my story is about this little town called Meteora. This story is from 2018, the summer after my eighth grade year, when my family went to Greece to celebrate my brother's graduating high school. So my whole family went and we were doing all the classic Greece things. We were doing Athens, we were doing a little island off the Grecian coast. We were just celebrating my brother and all of his accomplishments. And one of the places that my family had decided to go was this town called Meteora. A lot of people don't go to Meteora. It's not one of the more common places to travel, but it definitely is a tourist attraction. And its biggest draw is that it has this geological wonder that are massive pillars of earth and they are sometimes a mile in diameter. And basically they are gigantic columns that stick out of the ground and are big enough on the top that there can be towns and cities throughout ancient cultures, people built specifically monasteries and convents on top of them. So there are these ancient preserved religious sites on top of all of these columns of earth. Beyond that, it's also breathtaking from a flora perspective because there are all of these beautiful plants and hikes that you can go on across and up these huge 
mountains of earth that just stick out from the ground that were formed by air and water and wind over millions and millions of years. But the way that it was described to me, it didn't sound that interesting or even that beautiful. So I wasn't really looking forward to much. And it just seemed like one thing that was in between us being in Athens and us being in Delphi. So we went and we showed up there. And the first night that we were there, my parents took us to the top of one of these pillars and we watched the sunset. And watching the sun go down over these huge pieces of land that you can't find anywhere else in the world feels ethereal and almost magical. And it didn't even seem real. It seemed like something that someone had made up or something that had been technologically created for some sort of movie that took place in, a, in somewhere like Pandora from the Avatar world. And being there and experiencing that in the moment, when I look back on it, it feels like I'm back in that moment because it's such a concrete second in time for me. And it's just a really beautiful, beautiful reality that I get to look back on that exists for me and is a memory that exists solely for me in a place that I didn't ever expect to have that. So how did you feel after you left Meteora? Like I said, it was not a place that I was expecting to adore. It was really somewhere that I thought was just another stop that my parents wanted to go on while we were in Greece. But leaving it, it almost felt like I was leaving something really, really special behind because I remember it to this day as the most beautiful place that I have ever been. So it's a little heartbreaking to leave that place especially knowing how special it became to you even just in the three nights that I spent there. So it's a little, it's a little heartbreaking. No, for sure. I want to ask as well, if you were able, let's say this was like a new time travel thing, maybe Elon Musk got involved. Um, if you could go back and experience seeing this place for the first time, would you do it? I think that the way that I experienced it was very special and specific to that time because it was right before my family got split up per se, right before my brother went to college for the first time is really what I mean. But um, I think that experiencing a thing of that beauty where you immediately know that it is very special to you, I would like to experience that again but I'm also grateful for being a 13 year old in that place. I'm grateful for that experience specifically too. So I'm looking forwards to more experiences like it, but I appreciate the sanctity of Meteora 2018 with my family. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on here and telling that story. Thank you. Let's move on to our story from Erin, and she's right here to tell you all about this story. So my friend and I, we were waiting outside of our dance studio because we had just finished class and we were waiting for our parents to pick us up. And like around the corner, there were some like construction workers, but I honestly didn't notice them at all. Like they were just there doing their thing. 
so then my friend's mom she comes to pick her up and you know like as her mom is driving away I see the workers round the corner but I honestly don't mind I don't really care anymore like it's fine and then my dad pulls up in his car and then as I'm getting in the car I see one of them wink at me but I was kind of stunned so I didn't really think that he like did that and then I look at it again and he does it again and then I'm like okay that was weird like that's just weird as my dad was driving away I look back and I see him wave in like this really unsettling way that I like get really uncomfortable with and then like I honestly forgot about it because it happened like a month ago, two months ago. As I'm going into class, like a few weeks ago, I see him do it again. Like I see that same worker wave at me again and I just get really unsettled and it just really made me like nervous. So then that made me wonder like, okay, what would have happened? Like if my dad hadn't shown up at that time, probably nothing, but it just really scares me because that is a reality for a lot of people because I know some people who have experienced stuff much worse than this, like what I did, like nothing might've even happened, but then I have heard of a lot of my friends and like a lot of other people, like this has happened, but like on a much more drastic scale. And it is sad because this does happen and it's not like it was just out of the blue for me. Like I kind of expected something like that to happen just with me standing there alone. Is this type of situation something that you were prepared for, specifically from a grown adult man, but just in general as well, especially at the age that you were at at this time? Um, yeah, because I mean, I didn't really expect it to like happen in that moment, but I did know because that stuff has happened before, kind of really. But um, because I'm always prepared for that kind of stuff. And um, I kind of did expect something like that to happen. But I mean, still, when it does happen, it still scares me. And it makes me unsettled. Like, I'm not always prepared for moments like that. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Was stranger danger, as we call it, was that something that was kind of like, something that was really pushed in your house or in school? And was this kind of safety something that you feel like you were really taught to be looking out for um I guess so like I don't really remember talking about it in school a lot but then like at my home a lot of times there wasn't like any like sort of big talk there was just something like you know like if someone does this you shouldn't go with them and stuff like that and like I've always been kind of aware of that kind of stuff like if I'm on a walk or whatever I've always been aware of types of things like that so I guess it was kind of a big deal in our house like don't let anything happen to you. So just really quickly, we did want to put a little bit of a statement right here in this episode, but I I don't feel like I'm the right person to be, to be giving the statement. And so Abby, our digital manager over here, she's just going to talk about the story we just heard a little bit and give you guys some little tokens of knowledge and things that you should be keeping in mind. Whether it's on purpose or not, girls are raised to be sweet, polite, and accommodating, which could potentially put us in dangerous situations when we ignore our gut instincts, because we are conditioned to fear hurting anyone's feelings. When it comes to our safety and sense of security, you don't owe anyone anything. If it doesn't feel right, trust your gut and get out of there. In response to acting like a girl, having someone minimize or brush off emotions and invalidate them is a frustrating gender bias, whereas the gender bias 
towards males is to toughen up or swallow emotions. So just always remember to trust and stand up for yourself. All right. Well, I think that is a perfect place to conclude this episode of Ramble. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on all of our social media. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Let's Ramble Pod. On our Instagram, you'll be able to find our casting form so you can be on an episode of Ramble and you can tell your story. You can also send us an email at ramblepodcast at rambunctiustheaterco.org. We would love to hear from you about the episode or your general ideas or if you have a story to tell and you think emailing us will be a better way for you to get that across. We would love to hear from you. Thank you all so much for listening and have a wonderful Monday. Bye, guys.